Simmons. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to us. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Lunchtime Catch-Up. This is actually Scott doing the intro today, which is a little bit different. Um, I've actually got Grant Heal on the line. So, hello, Grant. G'day from my bedroom to Scott and the Lunchtime Catch-Up listeners. <laughs> yes, it's me back in the, uh, the famous Lunchtime Catch-Up studio. Um, we just thought, uh, just so people know, I actually fly to Malaysia for eight days tomorrow. So, we thought we would just do a quick wrap-up of today and a little bit of the year. We're not. This won't be a long podcast at all. Um, but we thought you guys might want something um, because we know we didn't have one this week uh, with the break. Um, so we thought we'd just talk about today's game. Um, that might be a very short conversation. <laughs> it's going to be a short conversation. Um, so Grant, how do you see today? Um, I guess the tricky question is, is how do you see today and then try and also have a view of putting into context about the whole year because it's a tricky one. Yeah, it really is. Um, I guess, man, I'm, I'm like probably every other Bomber supporter and just a little wee bit chatted. Um, just before we came on air, you said, I think you summed it up really well, and you said that, unfortunately, we didn't turn up for a final. Now, the the midfield didn't perform. Um, the back line didn't perform. Well, the back line tried but were beaten. Um, we... You got to give Sydney their dues in that they are an extremely good football club. They've got, yep. especially up there, um, they've got winners all over the the ground. And I think early, I was saying to you that I'm just wondering, uh, wondering where we're going to win on the park. They've got winners all over the ground, and we didn't have a single player um, that was winning their position. So, I think today was exactly what I didn't want to see from the Bombers to be quite frank um, we dead set looked like we were making up the numbers and I hate that hmm. I hate it, I wanted to see us perform okay if we got beat, fine but it's a bit a better performance than that Now, and, and the first 10 minutes was actually not too bad but boy did we fall away oh man, and I mean now on top of that and I guess I can't continue to talk about that game because it's just... I, I don't, frankly, see an upside to that game. I think it's just... That's really sad. The only for, possible um, is experience, and hopefully that determines gives them some determination from the preseason to know that they've got a lot of hard work to do. Yeah, I agree. I, I guess it just takes my mind back to the rest of the season. Um one, one negative about the season, and then I've got a positive to say. I mean, I the negative was that we we didn't we're not that thing that you and I and that have said on this on this podcast a couple of times. We're not uh, ruthless enough. We're not as professional as we need to be. In that, professional clubs come out and win against the the teams they're supposed to win against. And they step up and, and, and take a, a step up when required against the good teams. Essendon did that this year. We've beat some good teams, but we're too inconsistent. We like yeah, yep. but today was fine. I mean we we, we weren't expected to win and we probably weren't gonna win, but to put up that effort today is just so inconsistent with what 
the club needs to be doing to be able to perform like that. So the, the, the inconsistency of that club where the bad is really bad and the good is outstanding is still a massive worry for me. Mm. Having said that, can you not... I mean, you, you can't not be excited about the fact that we're playing finals and we've got a, a bloke at full forward who's just about to explode as the best forward in the game. Um, we've found Waller, we've found Stewart, we've found um, the Fridge, we've found some young kids. Darcy Parrish is turning into a player. Zara Rakas is there. Zach Merritt's an All-Australian. Um, we've got some really, really, really good positives. And I want everybody out there to, to understand my, my interpretation of this year is new coach, 14 new players, pretty much as good as new players. Um, the introduction of, um, of um, Andy McGrath, all of these things in a first year, especially with a new coach, is a massive achievement for our club. And, <clears throat> excuse me, we should be absolutely proud of, of what we've done. But proudness only takes me so far. Well, there's a lot for me to share, and I'll, I'll give you my kind of view of today. Um, look, I was actually a little bit disappointed, and and I think some people are probably a little bit frustrated with me on Twitter. And I, I'm not trying to sound negative, but I'm trying to encourage our club, and I'm and I know they're doing that behind the scenes, so it's not sounding trite. And I'm, you know, I know they're they're working to this model as well. Um, but we just have to not accept games like today anymore. Um, and it's a little bit harder because it's the first year they've been in finals and, and obviously with all the 19 new players to the side and everything. So, well, look, I can, I can probably let it slide a little, um, but I don't want it, a culture brewing where we go, oh, yay, we made finals. And, but I, I want to, when we grew up, you and I, Grant, when we made finals, the season just began, <laughs> and it's like, all right, we now, now let's now let's go to work. And I don't want to have a a second quarter like that where our structure, for some reason, just broke down horrifically, and Sydney just set up behind the ball beautifully, and we just had no pattern. We were kicking towards a forward line of Collier and Waller, and and I don't want. And I don't want that. I know Joey's going up the ground a lot, but we needed a structure up forward and it broke down badly. Um, and look, some leaders just didn't turn up today. And the effort was there. And that's not... I'm trying to tell people that's not what I'm arguing about. It's we the, said that early, didn't we? It's that mental application to know you're playing in a final against a, a extremely professional club. So every part of your structure... Every part of your game plan has to be totally in sync for it to work. And we break down a little bit too easy for my liking. That's my personal view. And then, yes, in the whole context of the year, uh, it's a different view. Like, I, I'm extremely proud of so many things that have happened this year. Um, but coming off today, I want us to be more ruthless. I want this preseason to be a really heavy preseason. I mean, guys, we now need guys like Francis, Laverde, Langford um, to really step up. Like, it's now they're going into their third year. 
this is now yeah. this is now the part where we go okay guys it's time to really start showing what you've got um so there's some really critical elements to this preseason. I was interested um Xavier Campbell was on SEN today and he had this quote um we've been a draft and development club but there's no doubt we have to add more class and pace in our midfield. And it was just interesting that's coming from the CEO. So wow, that, okay. that that tells me um, where they are, where they are in free agency and trade this year. So um, and, and that's what he was kind of responding to about the question about trade and free agency. So and he actually um, let them know that they got they got a, a really good cap space at the moment to to start targeting some people. So this is where we need to go. We need one or two quality midfielders. Whether I mean, there's a lot of names branded around with the Kellys and Rockliffs and uh, and this week a few even had it. Uh, had a view that maybe Gaff were going after Gaff of West Coast, who is not really my cup of tea. I find him a bit soft and a bit pretty, but um, I think we need some good, hard, skillful nuts. Um, Kelly obviously would be <laughs> ideal, but that's yeah, that's a long shot. Um, but we need to um, start being that ruthless, aggressive. We've made the finals, so that's at least something we can start telling. Um, other talent that why we have a little bit more of an attraction at a club. I still think we've got probably the best facilities of any club. We've got a rabid fan base. We've got massive um, games with Anzac Day and Dreamtime and everything like the Farmers game and everything like that. So there's a lot to like about our club. So I hope, which I'm pretty confident anyway, Dodoro and that will go to go to work now. Um, but we've still got a way to go. We are going to lose some some experienced players, and I know they haven't yeah. performed majorly. But even just around, I think everybody needs. I think yeah. everybody needs to uh, brace themselves for that. I think. Yeah. As much I... as as much as we we've got a, a good list, there's going to be some actual serious changes. I reckon. Yeah, I think I think there's going to be some changes. Um, yeah, it's interesting. I, we are going to lose a lot of experience heads now. People might say, "Oh, yeah, Kelly, Joe," but but they, you know, they they're lit, they were in the second half of the year. Form wasn't that sort of big, but it's actually the on-field coaching that people got to remember that we lose as well with those guys. What they are very good at is instructing people, um, yeah, and, and development. As in, obviously, with Andy McGrath, uh, no doubt, sort of praising Kelly and in his sort of being a key to his development in his first year. So we are so, going to lose a bit next year. So I wouldn't mind us targeting some really quality, good mid twenties to sort of maybe low twenties mids. Um, yeah, it would be interesting. We're uh, like, I found Heppel's game interesting today. I, I felt, I kept on thinking, I don't know if anyone else felt this, I kept on thinking in the first half, is he playing injured? He was playing actually forward a lot, and I thought, is he playing injured today, or is there something not right, or did he, did he get a bump earlier on, because he just, there was something just a bit off about him today, and that's not like him, so I'm not even putting that on him at all, I just, I looked at him and I, and I noticed that he was playing forward quite a lot, and I thought, that's usually characteristic of someone who's got a corky or something, something's just not right. So there's yeah. there just a few things with today, um, which we we just couldn't win a midfield clearance to save our life. It was just bounce after bounce, and that's why I was a little bit disappointed because I was hoping Bell Chambers was going to be a real key for us, but he just didn't 
fire up today, um, which is a little bit frustrating. Um, but that's still, you know, pre-season into him. I'm, I, I, I think he's going to get better and better. Um, so yeah, it's going to be. Well, can yeah. I ask you a question? So with um, Job going and Kelly going, who are two incredibly wise heads, um, Stanton. With, yep. Yeah, with Stanton going as well, and Hocking and those guys potentially. Um, who steps up? Who starts to take more of the leadership role? Who? I mean, we've got a young, a young talented midfielder in um, in Zach Merritt, but. We've got a captain who's relatively young. Um, he's not going to have his deputy there. So who out of the current list steps up? I mean, I mean, obviously Happel as captain would be one. I, I, I have the firm view that Happel will be quite elite next year. Um, I still have a view that the guys who came back this year, maybe Hurley being the slight different one, just could not get it totally right this year. Um, just was, whether it's match conditioning or anything, it was fairly across the board. If you look at the Myers, Collier, Job, Stance, Hocking, Howlett, um, they just, quite a lot of them just couldn't get it right. Like they just weren't their old self for, for whatever reason it may be. But it can't be all just coincidence. It has to be that time out of the game has really caused their either match conditioning or something's just not right. So I expect, and I think even Heppel said that this week, that give me another preseason and I know I'm going to come back quite aggressive. And So I think a Heppel next year will be a very big player for us. I think he'll run a lot better, be a lot more um, aggressive. Um, I, I think Zach Merritt's had a really good learning year. He's he Even today he got tagged again. Um, so... He's now going to work that on that in the off season. That he is going to be a person that might get tagged quite a bit. Um, so Saharakas is an interesting. One. He's not known greatly as a leader of the club, but on field, I thought it was his best leadership year. He was actually ta- yeah, I'd agree. Uh, he was actually tackling really well and doing the one percenters much better than he's ever done before. So I think Joey, another year, will be a, a bit of a leader in the forward line. And Hooks, Hooksy's obviously a leader. Um, you still got guys down back like Bagley and a few others, Hurley. So there are, across the board, still some fairly good leaders. Um, it'll be interesting just who we get. Um, so there's been so many rumours about our club. We we always are, seem to be attracted to every player that's possibly out there. We always say, hey, Essendon's interested in... So they, they talked about Essendon being interested in Cremary coming back at age 30. And I'm like... Mm. Yeah. Like nah. the forward setup is not the area to me where, I mean, it's it's a nice romance because I'd love him to come back because he was such a, a loved player and um and, and I like Stewie a lot. But if I'm being my ruthless Essendon hat on, we don't need Stuart Camary. Um, like Fridge is more than capable of doing that role next year with another preseason. Yep. Um, so I don't really see the need for that. Um, now his teammate though, um, oh, what's his name? Um, uh, who just had a bit of a falling out with the Bulldogs, um, up uh, Stringer. Stringer. Stringer's an interesting one because Dodoro loves Stringer. Um, um, and he was always wanted him. So he's going to be very tempted to have words with Stringer. Now Stringer, uh-huh. 
may have had a bad year this year, but he kicked over 50 goals and was All-Australian the year before. Now, he had, and this is public known, so this is not anything, but he had a bad fallout with his marriage and, and custody of kids and everything like that. So he's had one of those years that for a 23-year-old man is not easy. Um, and so he's been a bit wayward this year, and um, he's a player I actually wouldn't mind um, looking at. Uh, he's got he's got something about him. He's a kind of player more than Cromeri. Go Cromeri at age thirty can't offer too much. Stringer means you could actually bring him in and and train a Begley in the off season to be a mid. You know to. So you could actually then maybe produce one of our kids to go into the midfield a bit more because Stringer, if on form, is a very dynamic player. Um, if it all works, you go, wow, this is this is really good recruiting. I hugely agree. I mean, I I look at Jakey Stringer. That's someone we should seriously have a chat to because he's coming into, what, he's in the almost 100 games or something like that, and he's, he's coming straight into his sweet spot, that bloke. Like, he's... I agree, his year's been really hurt by the off-field stuff. Um, and if he wants out of the dogs and they're happy to let him go, then we should have a serious look. But Yeah, it's like it's, it's a bit like, like Stewart, isn't it? It's like, it's it's a player that you know has a lot of potential and can you kind of steal him and and then work out very nicely for your club? <laughs> and the other thing with, with Jakey is apparently he's not a massive fan of training. So he's uh, that's yeah. half his problem in, with the dogs. But... Mate, absolutely. You can get uh, you can get Jakey. I'm up to that. Yeah, um, it's interesting. There's not too many names. A lot of people like Rockcliffe. What do you think about Rockcliffe? Oh, look, uh, I was a massive fan of Rockcliffe, and, and I, I heard like the AF, the commentators all used to say that he was good, and he used to get high possessions. Then all of a sudden, he had that weird sort of he lost the captaincy, and he was going to go, and then he was going to stay, and there's been a lot of controversy surrounding him over the last two to three years. And how old is he? Do you know? Is he, is oh, he, is he in his 20s? Or? He must be past... He must be getting into his later 20s. Maybe not too bad. I must admit, I don't really know. I, if I, From memory, I, I thought he was like about 26, 27. But, but um, look, yeah, he's, a tal- he's, he's a talented he's player. He's, his ball yeah. finding is elite. Um, so as far as that as a midfield is, yeah, definitely a player we'd love to have. But I've never heard us really linked to him. So as a lot of people say, oh, we, we should get Rockliffe. I've never really heard Essendon being linked to him. So um, I just, it's one of those ones that go, oh, I don't think that's going to happen because I've just, I could be wrong, but I've just never heard the club being, you know, overly linked to, to Rockliffe at all. Um, no, I, I agree. And I, I, I guess... But you never know. He's he's available and he's uncontracted, so I mean you're also not going to ignore that either. So yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know that we're going to get Essendon's going to have to give up something big to get a an elite bloke like Kelly or someone of that kind of ilk. Yeah, and I don't know. I I I'm in a situation where I don't want to give up an enormous amount of stuff because yeah. we're just starting to get the side to where we like it. Yeah. Um, we've just we've got a great forward line. Um, present company excluded for today's game. We've got a half decent back line. Um, I don't want to have to give up a 
a young, like a Laverde or a Langford or a, something like that. I think, and honestly, I don't think they will. I think they'll, although Dodoro said he's going to be active in the trade, but I'd like to see him try and get somebody great, but not have to give up Darcy Parrish or not have to give up somebody like that and, yep. and build, build our team. And they won't, and they won't. Those players will be off limits. Yeah, I just... So, okay, so it's the end of the season and uh, the supporters will need to, to forgive us, but who's who's available on our list that we can go after a big fish and offer as trade bait? Now, it doesn't have to be the mid, but whoever we're going after, who's who can we offer up that has currency? Um, it's a good question. I mean, there's sometimes where some player, some people go, "Oh, this player is not performing that well, so it has no currency." And I'm not always of that view because recruiters are very, very smart. So if I threw up the name like Jaden Laverde, and people go, "Oh, you know, didn't you got dropped for the final?" But look, if if there's ever a situation where we, you know, I'm talking pipe dream here but if, if say Kelly became available and they said you know you, we want one of your young stars and a first round pick um, I wouldn't be surprised if a guy like Laverde actually is tempting to them because the potential and the talent is there um, it's just got to get his body right but they're the kind of guys that go they actually do have a bit of um, carrot to them even though performance wise it's not overly great because Recruiters are smart enough to know what their overall potential is once their body's fine. So there's kind of guys like that, whether it's a Langford or it's kind of guys like that who are coming into their third year and they are talented and they're close to shining that recruiters will be interested in because the kind of the groundwork and development's done. They can yeah. they can they can just start playing. So and, and don't get me wrong, I don't want that to happen. Yeah, I, we're not really saying trade trade those guys, but uh, that's if I I'm just talking about if I was a say a GWS or something like that, um, I would be I would be mentioning Aaron Francis's name, Laverde's name, and Langford's name. Yeah. Guys who've been in the system for two years and are close to hopefully having those breakout years and being you know seven to ten year players. They're the names that they would probably bring up to Essendon. Now, obviously, Essendon might go, screw you. But they're, they're the kind of possibilities with a first-round yeah, first pick. Look, for Kelly, it might be two first-round picks and a player. I mean, that's how good he, the kid is. So, yeah. so we might have to give up a lot for him. But if so, yeah. if he ever became available, then do it. <laughs> he, yeah. He's that he's that. Is that good a player? Um, and I tell you what, I'm you saw the difference with that. Dustin Martin last night. You saw the difference with quality. When you have quality, you, real serious quality. Yeah. yeah. Um, in those big games, those qualities usually shine through. So, um, yeah. and he's just going to get better and better, Kelly. So. Um, and I tell you what, I'm never going to watch Channel Seven again. Why is that? Wow! Did you see they they didn't show? Job oh, they didn't or... show Job's. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> imagine, like imagine imagine Tim Watson at Channel Seven on Monday. <laughs> oh, but I'm, I'm looking. Uh, I'm just looking at um, some of the posts on um, True to the Red Sash. Yeah. And um, someone's just posted something really positive, which 
Guys, it, it, it means, I reckon the players, if they see it, it means the world. And it even means the world to, to people uh, reading it. This this uh, this guy on here has written, remember the positive guys. We've gone from 18th to playing finals. McGrath got a Rising Star Award. Three players in the All-Australian side. Danaher was 60-plus. Four players with 30-plus goals. We've got some great young players. Um and we, we really are look, should be looking forward to next year. So yeah, well, do you think Danaher, what, he had three today? So what is that, 65 goals for the year? And he kicked like 40-odd the year before. And so that's a huge jump. Um, oh, huge. So, yeah, I mean, that's right. I mean, people know me well enough to know I'm extremely positive about the year. Um, I'm still a person that wants always the club to keep on self-assessing self assessing itself keep on improving getting better getting more ruthless um, that's just how I am because I I'm a child of the 80s and 90s and and that's yeah. how you has how you got to be and um, so I feel like okay this is step one it's a good direction we made the finals but we got showed up a bit okay so step two is we come back more aggressive um, look and there's no doubt our game plan should be a lot more settled the guys should know each other a lot better um, so there should be a bit more consistency. And then, you know, the goal is to get into the final and win a final. And that's step two. And that's just keep growing and growing and um, and keep adding talent when we can. Be a bit more of a destination club. Um, and with what's happening off-field, we are a much more of a destination club with a, with a huge fan base, membership, um, I guess, um, huge games, like I said, like I mentioned about the Anzac Day and all that. So making finals makes us a really big destination club. So that's, that's we've just got to keep building and building. And I think Xavier's got the right mind kind of mindset um, that it's like, okay, we accept what's happened this year. There's a lot of positives, but we've got to now approach it. Next year is getting better and better and better. Um, so... On a side note, too, um, it, it is really pleasing now that those compensation, um, that compensation to the 34 players has now been finalised this week. I thought it's a really big step for the club that that part's out of the way because I really thought Love at Murray was going to go to court. I thought that this one's going to court. Yeah, that, that, and, that could have turned nasty. And this could be a bit of a merry-go-round for us. Um, so to actually have that wrapped up, um, and it's great for Xavier's. I mean... I, I kind of half half the time I feel for Xavier because not many not many people think of that side of things where he's not just running the club he's he's meeting lawyers still all the time going through compensations going through that that's to to settle thirty four cases is is not an easy thing to do because um, each one's got a story to tell you know if you're Joe if you're Hep if you're Hooksy if you're Hurley you know it, each one has a different degree of complication and complexity. So to have that wrapped up now um, by season end, it really does launch the whole club and make it a 100% focus now from the CEO, president and everyone. Um, we know more lawyers involved at the club. So it's just nice. Um, so let's. there's a lot of good things that have happened this year and I'd love us to get the women's team um, 
I love. Yeah, well, how how are we going on that? I thought when do we? When yeah, do we they they delayed the decision by a month. The AFL, so yeah. they obviously realised it was a bigger deal than than they kind of expected. So I reckon they're a little bit. If I was a guessing man, I reckon they're a little bit torn going up, saying they were only going to accept a couple of teams and realising. Do they maybe accept three teams? You know, because there's two or because there's maybe. You know, can we grow it a little bit bigger? But it's a hard one because I I don't know. Uh, is there actual talent out there to fill out three or four more teams as well? This is the this is the thing is that I, I you also dear yeah, you also don't want the standard to decrease by thirty percent because you then you've got a bit of a trouble as an organisation because if the spectacle is not as good, um, the the I guess the main competition will take over too much. Um, so you've got to got that fine balance of going, well, how much talent is out there? You know, is there 30 players, 60 players, 90 players that can play a really good standard? Um, so it, it's an interesting decision. But I'd, I'd be wrapped for us to get it. Um, so would I. I think obviously we're, you know, one of the top four clubs in the AFL. So I think... I actually think we're a little bit deserve it, even with what's happened in recent history. I think we deserve yeah. um, a bit of good fortune. Um, but things like that, though, you know, the way we presented even that um, was just so well done by the club. Just They've just done so many smart things. Like, even just little things. Like, obviously, we took 10 buses up to Sydney, and they surprised everyone by putting a little pack and, and scarf on everyone's seat. Um as they got into the bus, you know, just little things like that. They're getting a lot smarter. They had Fletcher, you know, meeting everyone on the bus and and letting them off. And that when the bus got off in Sydney, they had Sheeds then greet them. Um, they're just doing a lot of things that are smart at the club. Um, so that's for me is actually probably been the biggest positive in if for me. But I probably got my business hat on. But management wise, we are. We are a Sydney. <laughs> I agree. So, so we are top of the field now, off field. We are very well drilled. We are quite ruthless. We're getting really good sponsorship. We're going to almost profit four million this year, which is a massive turnaround and does a huge chunk off the debt. Um, it really does speed up that process. So, on that side of things, we have. It's been an awesome year, and I'm just so wrapped with how the club board and everyone has has run the club this year, and I think they should all be congratulated. Um, making the finals does help on field. It does sort of close out the whole story. Um, but now the good part is, hey, we're all our focus now turns to on field. You know, okay, now, now let's get this club a premiership. Let's now build a side to win a premiership. Um, and get back to really where we were before. Hundred um, percent agree. So that's the, that's the next stage. My um, little special thank you, and I both I'm sure we both say that we just we all, as the lunchtime catch up wants to send a, a huge thank you to Brent Stat and Joe Watson and and James Kelly on their service for to the club. Um, Absolutely, couldn't agree more. Uh, you couldn't have met three better people at the club, um, three people to lead. I mean, for Job to lead that club through that mess and hold his head up high, come through, play, 
pretty good football and go to the finals. Uh, I'm really wrapped for him. He's a he's a very proud man, and and um, just I'm just excited that he's just constantly smiling. Um, I know they're opposition to us, but it was even that hard tag podcast that they have at the club, which I really like. Um, it was just his interview was just so good to see him just having so much laughter, and and that's all we wanted to see. We just that he has such a purpose outside of football as well as on on field. Yeah, um, and I think I think he um, you might not see much of Job for a while. Like I think he's going to. Uh... Yeah, right. he, he, said, he, he said he's he said he's going to go overseas for five or six weeks, um, but he actually has to stay in Australia for another, I think, a, like another a year because his his girlfriend's studying here, so oh, okay. he's going to be around a little bit. Um, so it'll be interesting. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he actually does a bit of media work um, a bit next year because um, that worked out really well, and and he's he's a very articulate, smart man. So I hope so. Because it's just it's just great to have two Watsons on the TV, but, but yeah, absolutely. But Brent, it'd be great to yeah. have a uh, a boundary line uh, a boundary line commentary <laughs> with both Watsons. <laughs> that would be funny, actually. Um, <laughs> and Brent Stanton, um, a little bit sad how this year went, but all credit to him. All he he's focused on to developing our kids. So, I mean, you got to give the guy so much credit for that. That's a lot of pride to swallow, um, and tells you that he bleeds red and black and. Um, I I have no problem with for, not forgetting how good a player he actually was in his prime. He was 30 possessions every week. He would run his guts out to try and clear room or be a, a, a lead-up target in any way to help out the mids. So, um, And look, and James Kelly, obviously a much-loved player at the club. Um, I hope he's announced as an assistant next year. I think yeah, that, that's that's key for me. I reckon. Mm. So, I that's another conversation itself. I um, there's no doubt, and I'm not putting the person down who who coaches the mids, but to me, there's no doubt that just hasn't gone well this year, um, and we yep. may we may need a new look at someone coaching the midfield group. Whether there's just a, a rotation around, but but I would like to bring in someone who's who's well known as a midfield group coach because um, it's such development needed I mean when you guys got got guys like Kobe much and everything like that you felt you you really need someone to now start t- teaching these guys with McGrath also learning the midfield craft as well um, it's a really big on off field movement as far as assistant coaching as well probably just as important that's actually reminded me of a question I wanted to ask was one thing I've noticed this year is when we get beaten like this I, I worry about uh, the club's ability to change tact mid-game when it's required. Like, again, today, there was no... I don't know. There's the, the ability to, to look at what's going on and and make a change to get back into it, it seems to me, and I may not be seeing this correctly, but it seems to me that every time something goes wrong, it's or the opposition's doing something, that we don't pivot... We don't make a change that addresses it. Yeah, we, we obviously keep discussing about, the, you know, they want to learn their brand of football and they're going to stick to their structure. And it's an interesting one. Um, I'm kind of giving it another year with Wusher to see how that plays out. I don't know if he just strictly wants the guys just to learn the game plan. So we just have to cop it a few times that, 
guys are going to be in that position where they're, whether they're getting beaten or not. I'm not quite sure what, what his mantra is for the short term and long term. So it'll be interesting to see next year when we start to hopefully go to another level. Does he start change? Does he have a bit more flexibility in his approach? I um, hope so. Because, I mean, you obviously Hurley was getting beaten early today and you go, well, maybe we switch him on to Buddy and Ambrose whatsoever, but it didn't happen. But then it did happen in the third quarter and, and Hurley, he starts beating Franklin and, you, and you're going, well, hmm. <laughs> you know, the horse has bolted. <laughs> yeah. So there's a few things like that, but um, it's one of those ones I love to have a conversation with the coaches and, and see what their rationale is and... But uh, we'll, we'll, I, I, uh, we'll work hard. Yeah, we'll I feel work like hard to get him on the podcast. I feel like I have to give him another year just to really understand, because I I would I would no doubt think with the massive change in turnover of players that he would have have set things that he wants to just accomplish this year and then go to a next level once things settle. And he's got he knows he's got this team and he knows he's got these players for a while. Because um, obviously there are players retiring this year, so even next year is a little bit different again. Um, and he, he's, he probably next year he's actually got the team now. He knows that he wants to coach to a possible grand final, so it'll be interesting how that develops, even with his own coaching style. So um, anyway, um, we've done well. We're thirty-eight minutes in now. Uh, thirty-eight minutes, not bad, not bad. <laughs> so look, we only wanted to give you a quick kind of podcast. I'm. I'm away for the next eight days, so we'll a little... Very nice. So, sorry, I'll be on a beach having cocktails. Um, I timed that well, didn't I? <laughs> yes. So, quickly leave the country the next morning. Um, so, yes, yeah, so I don't have to get um, abused at work about lo- losing by 60-odd points. But um, I do. But you do, sorry. Yeah. Um, so, look, uh, overall... Look, it's been a really pleasing year, and I, I hope you guys still sense that. We don't. It's hard to talk about today and the year because they're two separate, in some ways, for me. Um, like what happened today is is our next learning as a club. What happened previous to today has been a brilliant, brilliant um, uh, progress of, of a club that was pretty much on the canvas the last couple of years. So we're well and truly off that now, and and really moving forward at a fast rate. So today is really about, okay, let's learn from it. Let's get more ruthless. So uh, I'm pretty confident that's how we're going to approach the preseason. And and we'll have podcasts around, you know, the draft times and trade periods. Yeah. And we'll, we'll be, we love, I mean, me and Grant love that sort of things. Um, and, but we'll also, we also want to do some odd little podcasts that totally separate to footy. So, um, you know the NFL's coming up and the NBA's coming up and um, so we're going to maybe do an American sports theme show coming up where we just cover a, a few things because we love American sports as well now that Essendon's finished so um, for those who's interested in American sports have a look out for that and I'm going to try and sneakily see if I can get someone from the US to talk to us we're, I'm a bit of a Sixers fan and there's a few guys from Sixers uh, Media that I kind of like listening to, so I'm going to sneakily try and see if we can get someone to talk to them online. And um, so, 
Yeah, there'll be a few different things come up now that the Essendon season's finished, but there'll be a lot of, there's always a lot of AFL in this off season, so no doubt there'll be a lot of still conversations and talks about tactics and strategy and trades and free agency and draft, and so it never stops now. Um, but thanks so and much. I, um, yeah, go for it, Grant. I really, yeah, mate. A really big thank you to all the uh, lunchtime catch-up listeners that have uh, that have downloaded our uh, our podcast and have listened to us uh, throughout this year. We have had <laughs> an absolute ball. Like I said, we're uh, two blokes that have known each other for thirty odd years, um, and I don't know about you, Scotty, but I've had an absolute ball doing this. We've we've killed ourselves laughing sometimes uh, whilst doing the podcast. Um, and it's just been another great, uh, another great thing to do with my best mate. So, um, thank you everybody for uh, listening, and we really hope you uh, you continue to listen to us. Yeah, and we'll um, we'll bring you something uh, very soon. Yeah, we will. We will be having a podcast um, not too far as I get back. I think on the eighteenth, Tuesday the eighteenth. Now, yeah. at the moment, um, we ha- we have Ron Connolly lined up. Um, to be our guest, so I'm pretty confident that's going to go through. He's agreed to that, so that'd be an interesting one. We might even have a review of the Essendon year with Ron Connolly because he always has strong views on Essendon, being a passionate Essendon man, but no doubt we'll talk about the um, probably then the prelim final and the grand final. So, so that would be a really exciting show. So some really good stuff still coming up. Yep. But, yeah, thanks for the year. Uh, this is number 10, which just seems crazy. And uh, we've had something like three thousand six hundred listeners just on, um, just on SoundCloud. So we haven't even checked the iTunes figures, but on SoundCloud. Yeah, mate. So um, it's been a, a a really big success. Look, if it was three hundred people, we'd still love it. We just we just like talking sports and, and absolutely, and we love Essendon. We support Essendon all the way. We we are already first in line for our membership in two thousand eighteen. Um, yep. So yeah. So thanks everyone. Uh, have a great Saturday night. Um, have a good weekend, and let's go Bombers 2018. Let's have a big draft period, and um, yeah, me signing off and Grant signing off, and thanks for listening again. See you later, guys. Let's catch up. Bye.